And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT The Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. And the breaking news, as we begin the show, the Raider game has moved to Monday. The Raiders will play the Browns Monday, 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 o'clock Eastern. That's one hell of a phone topic, okay? So for the Raider conspiracy theorist fans, we know you're out there. The league, the Raiders were a heavy favorite due to the Browns and COVID protocol. Not the Raiders. Raiders, fine. And again, we don't shame anybody who has COVID. Anybody who has COVID... We pray for their health to come back. We take it very seriously. And I said that I'd like to see the Raiders play the Browns at full strength. That's what competition's about. So I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen with the Browns on Monday, how many players they're going to have back. If they're going to get all their players back, half of them back at a 20-plus. Once Clowney went on the list, next thing you know, the union, they didn't want to play. And this is a fluid situation as we open up the show. So the Raider game has moved to Monday. Our pregame show has moved to the M. It stays at the M, but we move it to Monday, probably around noon, because the game is at 2, so we'll be on the air Monday at noon. Sounds like a three-day weekend, everybody. How's your weekend looking here? So that's how we're opening up the show. This is an amazing phone topic. It is. Everyone in the Raider Nation better have an opinion on this. I got a couple of guests. I'm going to fly through the guests. I'm going to open up the phones here on Friday at 702-365-9200. And again, I'm not going to be the conspiracy theorist. The NFL knows what they have to do. And obviously, this is crazy. So Adam Schefter, three minutes ago, Seahawks at Rams switched to Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Adam Schefter, Seahawks at Rams Tuesday. Seahawks at Rams and Washington football at Eagles are both now expected to be rescheduled for Tuesday. Now, we got a lot of football coming up this weekend. Raiders at Browns 30 minutes ago. Adam Schefter will be played Monday night at 5 p.m. Eastern to Pacific. So there you go. So here's what happens now. The Raiders will no longer be a favorite in this game. The Raiders were a favorite in the game because of COVID and the Browns losing all their players. I would suspect that Baker Mayfield is going to have two negative tests on Friday today or Saturday or Sunday and be ready to play. I would assume that, but I don't know that to be true. And we got to hope, too, that the Raiders don't have any positive tests coming up here, right? The Raiders have been really clean, doing a good job. You know, I got a call from someone who wanted to be remain off the record. Pretty big guy. And he said to me, he goes, if the Dallas Cowboys were waiting in Dallas right now playing the Raiders at home, and the Raiders had a whole bunch of COVID-positive tests, and the Raiders were leaving back like 10, 15 guys, you think they'd cancel the game? I said, I can't do that on radio. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe in aliens and UFOs, even though Area 51 is not too far away. I don't know what would happen. If this happened to the Patriots and the Cowboys with Mr. Kraft and Mr. Jones. But once again, this Raiders season, which they are going to produce documentaries on. And we will look back at this season and we won't believe it. We won't believe it because we just landed in Vegas. Speaking of aliens, we just landed in Vegas. We have this gorgeous new stadium. We played a year with no fans. Now games are getting postponed. And obviously the issues that surrounded the Raiders off the field 
with the Washington football team investigation and the tragedy around the Henry Ruggs fatality accident. Now you're talking about games getting moved and the Raiders, the Raiders are okay with COVID, right? So the Raiders are good. This isn't like, hey, man, let's slap the Raiders and move the game because the Raiders screwed up. Raiders didn't do anything wrong. But, again, we don't shame people with COVID. If you have COVID or the league believes that they need to move games, we'll act accordingly here on the flagship. Well, what do you think about this, everybody? You know, there were a lot of Raider fans who were like, let's get a free win. I'm like, ooh, well, that's, let's, let's talk the other side. It's called devil's advocate. What happens if the Raiders lose and the Browns didn't have any good players? How would that sound on Monday? Okay, we got a game on Monday, so I'm getting a free roll today. Free roll. But if the Raiders lost this game to the Browns on Saturday and the Browns didn't have any players and they beat the Raiders, I am not equipped to do that radio show. And everybody's assuming in Vegas that the Raiders would have won that game. Well, I don't know. If Chubbs and Miles Garrett are playing, those are two great players. Hand the ball off to Chubb and Miles Garrett coming after Carr. But it really is a serious issue, as I said this on my SiriusXM show last night. Two years ago, I drove to the Pac-12 basketball Thursday semifinal game, whatever it was, and I turned around in the Palms parking lot because on the radio it said the basketball games were getting canceled. And I pulled over and I sat in my car right there at the Palms. By the way, there should be a 60-minute investigation on what happened to that place. <laughs> what, what's missing in that place and what they put into that place and why that place shut down with padlocks on it as I'm looking at brand new Scotch 80 and the former ghost bar. I'm like, excuse me? Closed? Really? Okay. We'll, we'll wait for that. That's a topic for a podcast. I sat in my car and I said, man, this is going to change my life as a sports talk host. What happens if we don't have any sports? And then I started to do radio without sports. College basketball canceled. NBA canceled before the bubble. Hockey games canceled. Everything. So everything changed. But the good news was that football was in their offseason, and football had a long period of time in that area of March when COVID popped up in December, January, February. Then March, they shut down sports. Coming up on two years this March, that we were able to do radio shows every day for a long time without any sports. And I thought we were past that, and we're not due to the Omicron, which isn't as deadly it looks like, but I'm not a doctor, so I won't go down that road, and the Delta variant, which is exploding again. So more and more people that you know and I know now have COVID, and some of those people aren't healthy or they're elderly, so we care about them. So we take it easy, and we don't sit there and shame people, and we don't claim to be a doctor. But I try to stick to sports. And when it comes to sports, all these leagues have a protocol in place And they all have plans to cancel and postpone games, postpone games, and move them. And that's what we're in now again, everybody. And we're probably going to be in that for a while. Wouldn't you agree? We're probably going to be in this world through the wintertime, the rest of December, January, and February, where NBAs are going to get canceled in Brooklyn and New York and Philadelphia and Charlotte. And they're going to be moved or they're going to be postponed or moved back. And then they might have to put these players in a bubble again. I don't know. But a lot of the players and the NFL players are sick and tired of it. They're healthy. They think they're fine and they want to play. You can't play if you have a virus that kills other people even though it's not going to kill you. Do you all understand that? You can't have a global pandemic and say, I feel good even though I'm testing positive. I have the virus. Let me play. No, it doesn't work that way. But the NFL is changing their protocol 
where now if you're vaccinated, which we hope everyone is, then you can turn around quickly and get a negative test and play. But look, the virus doesn't tell you when they're gonna, it's going to get you. You can, get, you can get the virus on a Monday or a Saturday before the game, and the NFL is dealing with that now. So what a day today. How's everybody handling it in the Raider Nation? I want to hear this because you had plans this weekend. Yeah, I talked to a couple of my buddies. They had plans to come see us at the M. They had the weekend. They were going to have a free Sunday to go Christmas shopping, go to church, do whatever they want to do. And now all of a sudden the weekend, we got a three-day weekend, right? So we're going to do going to be off on Saturday with the Raiders. You're going to be off Sunday with the Raiders. And you're going to have a Monday game with the Raiders over the holiday season, the week of Christmas. So that's going to change your schedule somehow. So how does this affect you as a Raider fan? And how do you think this affects the game? Well, that's simple. It clearly gives an advantage to the Browns again. The Raiders had an advantage. I'm not going to call it unfair. It's fair, fair advantage. The Raiders don't have COVID currently. The Browns have monster COVID. And now the Browns get a break and don't have to play a football game. How do you cover that as a sports talk host? So the Browns found themselves in the middle of COVID because players either were, I don't want to say reckless, because, again, anybody can get COVID. These guys are vaccinated. But the players got COVID somehow. Baker Mayfield went nuts on Twitter saying you're making us practice and you're making us test after practice. So the Browns don't like it. The coach has it again. As far as I could tell, Knockwood, the Raider coach doesn't have COVID. The Raider quarterback doesn't have COVID. The Raiders don't have COVID. And now the Raiders have to stop, don't get on a plane, have to change their plan and go play a game on the road as the team gets time to be better. Yeah, that's right, Bobby. Yeah, that's what's happening. So what do we want to do about it? I don't want to throw rocks at Cleveland. I don't want to blame Cleveland for getting COVID. That's COVID shaming. Anybody can get COVID. We can. But the issue becomes you scratch your head and go, the game was pretty cool. The game was going to be played last night when I got off the air. Game was on. This morning I woke up, game's on. So the question becomes, why is the game not on? Is it because Clowney got it? They're all ready to go, and then another guy gets it, and then, oh, all of a sudden we can't play the game? Or there are just too many players, and it's not safe? And that can probably be a situation, too, because if the Raiders flew out today, which they were, and then they got there in Cleveland, and then they canceled it, that would be a disaster. Or if the Raiders flew out there, and there were a bunch of players that were COVID-negative, but for whatever reason, they were going to be positive after the game. And then the Raiders played that team. And all of a sudden, the Raiders came back and had 20 guys with COVID. You know, that's a tough situation, too. So I usually get out of the way of this. And, and let, let me hear what you have to say. And we'll get the game going here on a Friday. Brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town. I'll be at the SG Bar at some point tonight at the top of Flamingo and the 215. Happy Hours 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Great place to watch the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights are on the road. And the Golden Knights in the next couple of days play the New York Rangers and the Islanders Friday and Sunday, I believe. So that's going to be pretty cool. And they're an official partner of the Golden Knights. Bobby uh, knows I got a, I, you know, ran my day. I was going through my day today. My sons are both home from college. My oldest got home uh, yesterday and uh, woke up today, went in the garage, and the water heater exploded. That was interesting. 
Never had that before. First time, Bobby. A round of applause for me. I had to get up on top and turn the water off on the water heater, which I did not know how to do until I got up on the on the ladder and did that as the water uh, heater exploded and my garage was underwater and my neighbor said, why is there a flood coming down your driveway as I drive into the community? I said, I don't know. And then I looked at my water heater and it exploded. So I was this close to calling in today as my wife's working here on a Friday to hold it down, but I have two young men, 18 and 20 at home, mopping up my garage now, and then I find out the Raider game is canceled. So how's your Friday going? But, you know, look, life's interesting now, especially when it comes to sports. We always have to have our head on a swivel. We have to be ready for the changes, but the Raiders have to be prepared to play. So I do this every year. I uh, prepared the miracle scenario for the Raiders and how to get to the playoffs. And I know some people are chuckling. Some people are chuckling now. Oh, here he goes. Well, I have it. I have it here. I have the miracle scenario on how the Raiders make the playoffs. I do this every year. Remember, I did it last year when the Chargers came to town. That was uh, first and goal at the four with Mariota. Remember when Ryan Fitzpatrick came to town and he got his face mask ripped off and he threw a bomb that was caught because Damon Arnett decided to let a player go by him? Remember that when Arnett was covering a guy and the guy came up to Arnett about 10 yards deep and he let him go? Remember that? Let him go! And then all of a sudden a catch is made and there's 15 tagged on to that and the Raiders lose. I have the miracle scenario again. So I'm going to go over every team's schedule that's ahead of the Raiders and tell you how we could hope for them to lose. Man, I nailed that one last night hoping the Chargers would lose. Wait till we get into that game. The Chargers being the Chargers. And their coach, Boy Blunder. You like Boy Blunder? That's his nickname. I get credit for that. I get credit for that. Nobody else but me. The Chargers coach. Staley's name from here on out is Boy Blunder. He looks like Robin from Batman and Robin without the mask on, so I call him Boy Blunder. And last night he went for it on every fourth down. He's at the end of the half. You got that play, Bobby, at the end of the half? It's it's the fourth down at the end of the half. So every coach in football who's ever lived from Vince Lombardi to Rich Basaccia on fourth down with two seconds to go, just take the three. Just kick the field goal. Because you had first down, second down, third down. You want the points. Boy Blunder decided to go for it. Fourth down, goal to go at the one-yard line. They flood it to the near side. It's knocked down! Knocked down by Sorensen! And the Chargers gamble and roll snake eyes! That's exactly why they lost the game. So I went on the radio last night and people calling up, oh, God blank you, JT. This coach is tough, man. He goes for it on fourth down. That's our identity. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the identity of the Chargers. We're going to go for it now every time on fourth down? Every time? That's their identity. I I guess it is. I don't like that coach because he mocked John Gruden. John Gruden deserves everything that's coming to him. John Gruden will handle this in a court of law. John Gruden is going to fight to clear his name after his emails were exposed that were written by him and he put himself in that situation. No one has ever defended those emails. But the coach of the Chargers mocked him when that email came out The emails came out, which was basically, as Brett Musburger called it, a hit job. And that coach in Los Angeles was so smug about how they do it in L.A. and what they're about, their kumbaya and love. And I put that in the back of my mind. Put that in the back of my mind. So that's why I call him Boy Blunder. Because last night, he had had Charger beer muscles. Hey, go for it. 
What do you mean go for it? Kick the three. You're going to win the game. Nope, no, no. We're going to go for it. Okay? Every time. Right. Every time. So that's who he is. And today, guys on the radio who must have got bagels and croissants and free coffee. Because I told this story. Breaking news. Another JT the Brick exclusive. I got a buddy. I got a buddy. I got a lot of friends, as you know. And my buddy told me one day he looked out of the office and the Charger Caravan pulled up. What do you mean? Charger Caravan delivering goodies around L.A. to try to buy over the media. You know, croissants, bagels, coffee, gifts, little stuffed animals of Justin Herbert. So they're trying to win over the L.A. media when they lose. So today the Charger Caravan was out running around the 405, the 101, stopping by, you know, Channel 5, the Fox lot. Everybody, hey, here's our, here's our gift bag. Put us in and tell everybody that our coach is really tough. He goes for it on fourth down. I mean, I can't make this up. Am I the only guy who sees this crap? Is that why you listen to me? Because I see this for you, the Raider Nation. This garbage, this media biased in L.A. for the Chargers and Brandon Staley being a tough guy. Like he's the modern-day Vince Lombardi. We're going for it. Jerry Kramer, you block. We're going to go for it. We're Bart Starr, it's the ice bowl. We're just going to run the sneak. They lost. So the good news is the Chargers are stuck on eight wins. So it's part of my master disaster plan. Need the Chargers and the Colts and the Browns to lose. Bengals are tricky because you want the Bengals to beat Denver. Bengals are tricky and the Raiders blew it to the Bengals. But the Bengals play the Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns. So they could lose three out of four. And then the other part of this scenario here is the Bills, who I picked to win the Super Bowl. They have an easy schedule. They play the Falcons and the Jets and the Panthers, so they're in. You have to root for Kansas City to win every game. Kansas City's in. They're going to be the one. Got to root for Kansas City like last night. And then Denver and the Raiders. So I have all of their records and their schedule and the games I think they'll win or lose coming up on the show. Also, Johnny Katz will join us. He'll go around the town what to do entertainment-wise this weekend. John Sassenti, the executive director, my good friend of the Las Vegas Bowl, he's going to check in. And then Jim Plunkett at the bottom of the hour. So let's get the phones going, Bobby. Start off the show. Let's go really fast. Let's hear from the Raider Nation as we begin with Alan in Vegas. Alan, thanks for starting us off. What do you got? JP, uh, you broke the news to me. Uh, this is crazy that we're moving this game to Monday night. However, I'm not surprised with the Browns missing as many players as they are. Mm-hmm. You know, as a as a true NFL fan, I don't want to be the team who's on on half a roster with with one leg. I don't want to do that. I want to beat them fair and square. Yeah, that's fair. However, I will say this. If it was the other way around and the Raiders were missing 20 players, they would not move this game. It's, it's something about the Raiders, the, the refs, NFL, well, then, then, you're a cons- then you're a conspiracy theorist. I brought that up, and I'm at fault. But So you're saying you're my first caller of the day and saying if this happened to the Raiders, they wouldn't have changed the game. They would have did a screw job on the Las Vegas Raiders. I believe so. Okay. I believe so. All right, he's gone. There you go. There you go. That didn't take long, Bobby. <laughs> that didn't take long. I got texts from buddies and calls today. Same one. I brought that in the monologue. You know, the conspiracy Raider, conspiracy theorists that the Raiders would have got screwed on this. Love the Raider Nation. Love the passion, if you believe that. 702-365-9200. Eddie in Los Angeles. Hello, Eddie. Thanks for calling the flagship. What do you got? 
Hey, how you doing, JT? Good, thanks. Once again, once again, we find ourselves in a COVID year with another move game. This is just another opportunity for the coaching staff and the players to look and re- recharge, mm-hmm. get extra rest, be ready to play no matter who they're going to face. Because if they can't, if, if we're talking about being backups or being starters, either or, we got to figure out how to win no matter who we're going to face. So what they moved. Uh, we got to look at it as, as having extra time to be able to prepare for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the league does what the league does, wh- whatever. If you want to con- believe it's a conspiracy theory, it is what it is. But it, it, it's sad that we have to move in this route. It's sad that, the, that they, they, uh, they make these, these kind of rules so late in the game. And mm-hmm. it just it gets pointed and affects, and affects one healthy team. That, that's the part that's too yeah. sad. But other, other than that, we got to look at it for what it is. We have extra time to prepare. We nice. have more days to sit there and figure and formulate a game plan to sit there and attack. I want to see Mariota come out and play. I want to see him out there in the run. I want to see these guys have a heart. Come out there and prove it. The extra time here sitting there, look at yourself in the face and see if you're a Raider, if you're a true Raider player. Because us fans have the heart. You guys got to come out and show it. Show it in there. Show out and get this W, baby. Raiders! Yeah, they got to go get the W no matter what. And we don't know if the Browns are going to be at full strength. That's the key here. We don't know if the Browns are going to be at full strength. The Browns might still have a whole bunch of COVID. And they're not going to change the game again. Okay, so the game was moved to Monday to help the Browns. No debate. No debate on that. Which is probably the right thing to do. But after that, they're not going to move it again. So if the Browns are in the middle of a COVID outbreak... And it might take four or five days to test negative. And that won't give the Browns enough time because they'll have to test negative by Sunday. And it's Friday today. So as we look at this, this is a really big scenario for the Raiders as they have a couple of extra days to prepare. The Browns will be in a better position. The Browns will be because they'll be healthier. And they're healthy already, but some of the players are asymptomatic, but the ones who have COVID, they're in the midst. The Washington football team, the L.A. Rams, and the Cleveland Browns are in the midst of a massive COVID outbreak. And most of the country would like to know why. These guys are in a pretty secure environment at the facility. You know, they're getting tested. They're vaccinated. It's pretty safe. And the the, the fact that the Browns, as we talked to Mary Kay Cabot earlier in the week, she said they were coming off their bye week. So a lot of guys were gone, and then they came back, and that's how COVID got going. That was her opinion. Uh, let's get to Kyle in West Virginia. Thanks for waiting, Kyle. Go ahead. Appreciate you. Hi, JT, and happy holidays. Um, I'm a little bit irritated about this whole situation mm-hmm. just because I look back at last year when the, we played the Buccaneers and we had all the COVID issues, and then you look at the Broncos who had to play with a wide receiver at quarterback. I, I just mm-hmm. – the NFL, when this thing first started this year, they said there's not going to be any postponements. There's not, you know, if a team can't play, they're going to have to forfeit mm-hmm. type of thing. I think they did it for player safety. I do believe that. I honestly believe that. You know, Raiders could go over there and they're they could end up with COVID and think. I get that part, but it just seems I don't know. It just seems a little bit biased. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Well, you're right about one thing, though. The forfeit, the forfeit should have been consideration. But the Browns had enough practice squad players and backups to play the game. So, you know, you don't want to play with a third-string quarterback, but that's why you have a third-string quarterback. That's why the Raiders are carrying Nathan Peterman. If Carr and Mariota get COVID, hey, Peterman's going to start. That's what was going to happen to the Browns 
And we're not asking the Browns to forfeit. We're asking the Browns to play a game with the third-string quarterback. Now they most likely will not. Exactly. And that's why I'm irritated a little bit. But at the same time, I hope this puts a fire in the Raiders. I hope they come out. I hope they're pissed, and I hope they just dominate the whole game. Because if these players have COVID, even if they're asymptomatic, I've had COVID, my whole family's had it. You're not the same after you get over mm-hmm. You know, I, I took the step to get my vaccine. I'm, very, I'm happy to say I'm vaccinated. Yep. My, um, my dad was on the ventilator for 26 days, and I missed Christmas last year with him. Yeah, and how hard was that? Because most people don't know what it's like to see a loved one on a ventilator. The, the imbeciles who say they don't need a vaccine, and I always say, well, talk to a gentleman like this whose dad almost died and was on a ventilator. Uh, how, how was that experience for you? How tough was that? JT, my dad and I watch every Raider game together. The last Raider game we got to watch together was um, it was the Cleveland game last year. Mm-hmm. He got sick right after that. He was on the ventilator for, like I said, 26 total days. He came off and had to get right back on. And watching him, honestly, mm-hmm. through a FaceTime computer screen was the hardest thing I could ever do because I wasn't allowed in there. I wasn't allowed to be by his side. It was the it was honestly traumatizing. And a lot of I, had, I said a lot of prayers. Uh, the Lord was looking out for us. He made it, but please, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to pressure anybody, but please try to go and get vaccinated because you're saving yourself. Try, let's just try to get back to normalcy. When that happened to me, I thought I was going to lose my best friend, and that's mm-hmm. how I want to end this because it was so tough. JT, thank you for the time. Thank you. Happy holidays. Hope you and your family stay safe. Thank you. You got it. Uh, breaking news: The Raiders, Cleveland game is now a pick'em game. Pick'em game at the world-famous legendary Superbook, as I put out the tweet. So the Raiders at Browns is a pick'em game. That just moved there. Our buddy uh, uh, Jeff Sherman and Jay Cornegay changed the line. So it opened up Cleveland minus five, went to six and a half. Then the Raiders were a four-point favorite, down to a three and a half, and now it's back to a pick'em at Circa and the Sports uh, Superbook. And I think by Monday, the game will probably go off Cleveland minus two or three. If Baker Mayfield and those guys come back. And that's fair. I think that's fair. Cleveland at home as a favorite with with more players coming back. That seems fair. Keep the phones going. 702-365-9200. We're brought to you by Grimaldi's. Best pizza I ever had. Great time for a Grimaldi's $50 gift card. Over the holidays, go to any of the Grimaldi's there. Get the best service. The Brooklyn Bridge Pizza. The cheesecake. The salads are fantastic. You'll love Grimaldi's, all their locations in the Valley. The great Jim Plunkett joins us. How about how cool is that? Uh, Jim, we'll ask him about the bizarre situation the Raiders are in and what they need to do just to win a game, just one game to turn this around. The legend, Jim Plunkett, is next. Do you know anything about if you had to forfeit, would the league do that? Is I mean, people are asking that question. Just, you know, how does that work? Do you have any idea? I, I really don't. But uh, as you can imagine, our focus is on, on preparing and getting ready to, to play a big game. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Browns, as the Raider game has been moved moved to Monday. 
Monday night football. It's the early game at 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. That's the breaking news today. And as we look at this, uh, the Raiders are going to have to act accordingly and move on and figure out what to do and be ready for the game. And the Raiders were already motivated to play this game. It's an elimination game. They've been playing you know, must-win games now for weeks and have not played well, and we knew they'd be highly motivated into this game no matter who was out there. Uh, my conversation with Ritz Basaccia from yesterday coming up here in a few moments, it's changed a bit because we didn't know the game was canceled when I interviewed him yesterday or postponed. But you get that as we wait on Jim Plunkett, who's going to join us, courtesy of Modelo, the fighting spirit of Modelo. Absolutely, I have a bucket of Modelo's on ice right after the show on Friday. And we'll get into that and uh, talk about Modelo and our great partnership. And we'll see you at the M on Monday instead of Saturday. Jim Plunkett, two-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, and the Heisman Trophy winner. And, Jim, before we get to the Raiders, wanted to ask you about your Heisman trip. Saw you up on stage. Looked like a great event for your family. Oh, it all, yeah, it's always a great event. They put on a very, very nice evening for all the – can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, Jim. We got you loud and clear. Yep. Okay. Cause that, okay. Yep. But all that noise is coming on. All right, so we don't have any noise on our end. We'll call Jim right back and make sure Jim's on a better okay, line. I can talk to you. If, no. you don't have any, if you can hear me, I will call you. Yep, we hear you. We hear you fine, can Jim. you hear me? Yep, perfectly. Okay, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great event. Saw a lot of old former Heisman Trophy winners, uh, and you know uh, big, the big lineup. And it was, it was great to be around them, get to talk about old times, uh, but a lot of fun. Jim, it must be great when you see your Heisman Trophy winner members and they come back if it's been a year or two. What is that experience like in New York? I know with your family and the restaurants, and I know Broadway isn't as vital as it was with COVID now, but to be able to go back and you take that so seriously, you're always there, and you really seem to gravitate to the excitement of that event. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the people who, uh, uh, you know, uh, I was familiar with back uh, way back when I was uh, uh, a member, and uh, I mean I was first chosen back in 1970. Uh, a lot of those people are gone, unfortunately, but uh, a lot of the new people get to know them better, uh, spending time with them. Uh, they do a great job in the presentation, taking care of the athletes and their families who come in. You know, we had our grandchildren, all three of them, uh, daughter and husband, uh, wow. and they took great care of everybody. I'm so- it was a lot of fun to get out and discuss, you know, and tell lies about how great we used to be. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Jim Plunkett joins us. I can't imagine. The grandkids and then the newer Heisman Trophy winners, the guys in their 20s getting a chance to meet you. So, Jim, you know the breaking news. The Raider game was moved to Monday because of the Browns' COVID. They have immense COVID with the Browns. It's the fair thing to do. Obviously, the NFL had to move it, the situation that Cleveland's been in. But, you know, the Raiders get a couple of extra days to prepare and I've talked to you about this Raider offense, Jim. They got to wake up out of this slumber. They got to get going again, and probably some adverse weather coming up in Cleveland. Yeah, it could be. You know, uh, Cleveland has been hurting, and the Raiders are you know struggling a little bit in scoring points lately. And you know, I, you know, I think the Raiders need to step it up, give uh, uh, the quarterback time, uh, Derek Carr, to throw the football down the field and come up with big plays. You know, we've got some of the playmakers that uh, are obviously very good at it, and we need to get them the ball, and we need to run the ball a little bit better. Uh, you know, if you look at Cleveland, uh, you know, they're heads and shoulders above us in the running game. 
and we need to keep the ball away from them. Uh, Jim Plunkett's our guest as we wrap it up. Jim, you're right about that. We talked to you a couple of weeks ago about up-tempo for a quarterback on right. offense, but what's it like when you want to go up-tempo with a running game? I've never asked you that. When you got the running game going and you just want to run plays faster and keep it going, is there a science to that, a conversation on how to do that in the running game? Well, I don't think there's any science to it. It's just a repetition of practice. Uh, you know, pick out the plays that you think are going to work, and hopefully they will in the, during the course of the ball game. But you know, running the you know running the ball kind of almost as passe, but then mm-hmm. when you see a team do it against another team, they're you know they're in total control, and then the play action becomes a big part of your offense because now they're creeping up trying to stop the run and and hopefully can get make some big plays down the field. Uh, Jim, final one on the Charger game last night with Kansas City. The Chargers went for it all the time on fourth down. They left uh, points on the field, and they lost in overtime. What was your overall philosophy on fourth down in the highlight of your career, in the, in the, in the prime of your career, wanting to go for it with so many good players looking to the sidelines to Coach Flores or other coaches trying to tell them, you can get the first down, let's go for it? Uh, you know that that happens so often, you know, and and you know we you know we want to go for it. It's one yard. How come? How can we not make one yard? Uh, but you know, field position has a lot to do with it. But I used to look over to the coach and you know point to him that oh, I've got a play ready to go on fourth down, and sometimes he would just shake his head no, you know, and other times you know we you know and so you know oftentimes we punted the ball, but he had a lot, he had a lot of faith in me and. You know, and I, I appreciate that from Coach Flores. And uh, more often than not, we made that uh, first down on fourth down. Absolutely, you did. Jim, have a great weekend. A lot of changes. I know you'll be watching the Raiders on Monday night instead of Saturday in Cleveland. Right. Have a great weekend, Jim. Okay, you too. Thank you, JT. You Bye. got it. Jim Plunkett. And uh, happy we were able to get him up there. No technical issues. We got it going there. So thanks to Jim. And did you hear what Jim said at the end on fourth down? He said, I had plays. He had plays. And he would look, and he, they'd either say thumbs up or thumbs down. But Jim Plunkett, it, you know, I don't think it happens that way anymore, other than Tom Brady. A lot of times on fourth down, Tom Brady sneaks it. He's a big guy, Tom Brady, fit, and he's able to go behind the offensive line. Tom Brady's the smartest quarterback and the greatest quarterback of all time. If he wants to go for it on fourth down, Bruce Arians is not going to look at him and say, no, get off the field. But some of the younger quarterbacks in the league, I mean, how do you not go for it on fourth down with Justin Herbert? and Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, all these guys want to go for it because they're athletic outside the pocket. It just seemed last night that the Chargers didn't have good plays. They didn't have good plays lined up. Passionate Raider, as he checks in here on the flagship station, go ahead. Yes, sir. What's up, JT? It's happening. Oh, I'm not mad about nothing, man, because I really, I was really more pissed off about going to play the third stringers than the first. I mean, Let's go out there and lace them up and play, man. That gives us two more days to prepare, two more days to study film, two more days for everything. It's a win-win in my book. So, hey, let's do this. Raider Nation, let's stand up. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Pray everyone's healthy. Would anybody be able to come back off of injury if – they were available, or do they still have to stay the same rosters that was put Yeah, in? I think like, they'll be able to. I, I, don't, I don't think the players that we're talking about, and appreciate the call, Perriman, and obviously Mullen with his injury, and Darren Waller would be available to play here. But with the game moving, I think there's an opportunity for that. Uh, as, as the practice schedule is going to be changed and the COVID protocol changes it. It's a fair question, I believe. But I don't think those three were close to coming back. I don't believe so. And Mullen just came back. And for him to be injured again, it's very concerning. Perryman, 
Hopefully he's sooner than later. And Waller, I don't know what they're doing with Waller. I mean, they're being very conservative with Waller for obvious reasons. He's the thoroughbred. He's the franchise. And if he's not able to go, I'm all for keeping him healthy. But if the Raiders can get more bodies out there, it would help. Opens up a line for you. Let's go. The Raider game was changed till Monday. How does that affect you as a Raider fan? What benefit do you see in this? The Cleveland celebrating. They're, they're treating it like it's New Year's Eve in Cleveland now. Everybody who has a ticket to the game Saturday gets to go to Monday night football now. What would you rather do, go Sunday, Saturday football or Monday night? I'd rather go to Monday night football. That'll be the first of the doubleheader. Scott's in Huntington Beach. Thanks for holding Scott ahead. Hey, JT, how you doing, sir? Doing well, thank you. All right. Hey, so, you know, look, I'm a general contractor here in Orange County, coastal construction and consulting, and I kind of look at what I do. I, I, you know, my set of plans, that's my game plan. I got I to gotta study it. I got to know it. Depending on what city I'm working in, they're flat out there are different inspectors that just have a slant on the job. I'm not going to mention names. I'm not going to mention cities. But some look more electrical. Some look more waterproofing. Mm. Some look more plumbing. And I just got to be ready for that. But ultimately, if I'm not prepared and if I don't know my game plan, I'm not going to perform as I should. And really, that's what it comes down to. We just need to put our game plan in place and we need to do what we're supposed to do on the field. Yeah, they just need to play a good game. They're a good team. They are a good team. They need to play a good game. We're not asking the Raiders to go out and beat the Patriots in Tampa at spotting Tampa 10 points. We're looking for the Raiders to beat the Browns, a team they beat last year, and they roughly have the same record. This isn't a Herculean effort to go beat the Browns and everybody's acting so desperate. These guys got to be ready to play and win. Yes, sir. 100%. Yeah, that's what's bothering me this week. Appreciate the call. What's bothering me this weekend is everybody thinks beating the Browns is a bleeping miracle. Beating Denver. They've beaten Denver this year. Chargers, they took to overtime last year. He's only guys got hurt for the Chargers yesterday. A lot of guys. A lot of guys have COVID. A lot of guys are hurt. The players on the Raiders who are the leaders, which to me, let's go over this quickly. Carr, Jacobs, Renfro, Mad Max, Ngakwe, Casey Hayward, the kickers who were signed. Am I forgetting anybody? I'm probably forgetting one or two guys. Uh, Hankins, maybe. The guys who are supposed to be the leaders, Waller's not playing, got to play a good football game. How about the guys who are the leaders playing a good football game instead of playing an average game or checking down or not breaking a first down on a run or, or not catching a ball, an interception thrown right to them? How about they show up? We're not asking for much. We're not asking for a JV football team on the other side of Henderson to take a bus and play Bishop Gorman as they're they're a 70-point underdog here. We're asking a bunch of professional football players who make a living playing football, and they've been playing since they've been seven, to tape up their wrists, bang their head into the locker, come out full of fire, and win a football game. They've been doing it their whole lives. Go win a game. Not, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know what we got to do. And these aren't the players. These are just some people and fans and media. I don't know what they got. I, I don't know if they'll win another game. Really? When did the Raiders get to the point where we don't know if they can win another game? Who's on that bandwagon? I'm not on that bandwagon. I think that Maxson and Gakwe can get to Baker and blow him up. I think they can stop the run. I think they can move the chains with Renfro. But I will tell you one thing. If they're going to go up to the line of scrimmage, 
and get bull rushed because the offensive line can't hold for a second or a second and a half, then there's no chance. The O-line, Tom Cable, it's got a couple extra days. Tom Cable's got to get this O-line together. They got to be good so Derek doesn't have a built-in excuse, and he doesn't make any. But Derek's got to hold the pocket. Derek's got to stay in there and take some hits. Derek's got to do what Justin Herbert did and Mahomes did. You see what Mahomes did in the final nine minutes of that game? That's a quarterback who is a better quarterback than Derek, no debate, has a better offensive line than Derek, no debate, has a better tight end and wide receiver with those players are unbelievable. Unbelievable what they're able to do. Kelsey's incredible. They couldn't tackle him on that last play. They threw the ball in the middle of the field. No one can tackle Kelsey. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill's amazing, better than anybody on the Raiders. Tyreek Hill's better than anybody on the Raiders. So that's why Mahomes looks like a genius. Derek doesn't have that. But Derek's got to elevate his game to a higher level, right? We all agree on that. So I'm worked up. I thought we were playing tomorrow. I thought we were playing tomorrow. i got to put in a new water heater tonight and figure out if it's under warranty or not. And then I'll have a bucket of Modellos and finish succession. Two episodes left there. My conversation with Rich Basaccia coming up. And then next hour, a couple of my friends are going to join us. Three friends today, Jim Plunkett, John Sassanti, and Johnny Katz. Raider Nation, how do you feel about this? Sam and Ash, SamandAshInjuryLaw.com. I love the partnership that we have with Sam and Ash. They're the best. My personal injury attorneys. The main thing right now is that we're too inconsistent instead of just doing the same thing right over and over again. And that's as a whole. we got to be better as a whole. And if we can be consistent, we've shown that we can put up a lot of points and put up a lot of yards against some really good teams. Derek Carr proving what we've said all year. If they play well, they can put up a lot of points. Remember 30 unanswered against Philadelphia? Remember the win in Pittsburgh? Remember the back-and-forth shootout against Baltimore to open the season on Monday Night Football? JT, back with you as we continue. BillsHappen.com. Perfect time. BillsHappen.com. You're in a pinch over the holiday. They're Raider fans. They help you through it. BillsHappen.com. If you need a quick loan, automatically done quickly billshappen.com before the game was canceled on Thursday I caught up with the head coach of the Raiders Rich Passaccia coach let's jump in five of the last six games have been a bit of a struggle and statistically the numbers are skewed because of the Kansas City games as you were averaging 33 plus points a game now down to 17.2 So what have you done to get the offense going, light a fire under them heading into Cleveland? Yeah, obviously you play a game with five turnovers. You have have no choice not only to get points, but to get any kind of a stat. You know, so I think we've had a good week of practice. We've slowed it down a little bit uh, because of the short week and uh, given ourselves a chance to maybe uh, hone up on some details and some fundamentals that we can certainly all build upon. And uh, we'll see what the product looks like come uh, the cool weather up there in Cleveland. Coach, you've been doing this a while. You don't have the experience no coach does at dealing with a team that has a massive COVID outbreak, and this is fluid as we sit down and talk. 
What's it like for your coaching staff scouting the players that might be stepping in, the backups, the practice squad players that you play the Browns? Well, our personnel people have done a good job of getting us a list of guys that could possibly come up that have been on practice squad. But a lot of credit goes to Cleveland. If you look at what they did last year, the last game of the season, they had to go to Pittsburgh to win a game to get into the playoffs. They were missing coaches. They were missing players because of COVID. They won that game. And, uh, you know, they've had Case Keenum play before already this year in Denver. And I think he threw for over 200 yards. They had a back rush for over 100. 80 yards and so to some degree we're going to go in there and play the jersey numbers that show up and it really is going to become about our performance and how we respond in the game let's talk about the browns running game fourth overall nick chubb is about to get to a thousand yards what do you see with him on tape because he can run between the tackles but if he bounces outside and you don't tackle him or gang tackle him he's known to break a couple big ones yeah he's a really good player and i've been with coach callahan before the line coach and and uh he knows how to run the football he knows how to scheme you up he knows how to take advantage of the things that he can do really well and maybe some of the things that we haven't done well to attack us. So it'll be an interesting game. They're going to run the football first, and we have to do a good job of not only tackling in the box, but you alluded to being able to space tackle Chubb on the outside. Yeah, I think with your defensive tackles, we've talked about that since you've become the head coach. They're a strength of this team, but they got to do a good job blowing up that line of scrimmage. And then with Max and Yannick containing on the outside in a game like this. We do. And then we're going to certainly count on some young players. Devine's back inside for us playing. And we're not sure if we're going to have Denzel Perryman, who's been our leading tackler, and uh, losing him as a force in there could be a little bit of an issue. It was last week. And we hope the young guys can rally and and play well around our defensive front. You mentioned Devine Diablo last week and Malcolm Coots. Let's stay with that. They're fresh. They are really popping off the screen on tape. And you got to like that. Your coaches, you've done a great job having these guys ready. How much are you going to count on them for this game on the road in Cleveland? Well, it looks like they'll both be up ready to play. They'll both get more snaps than they've gotten ever before in this particular season. So we're looking forward to them improving and playing well again this week. The defensive line for Cleveland is their strength. Javion Clowney, but especially Miles Garrett. He's making a run for Defensive Player of the Year. I know he's a big concern, chipping him, getting some extra help, or just have players have the game of their life and slow him down or run away from him. What do you see with him on tape? All of the above. You know, we'd like to do all those things. We'd like to put ourselves in position formationally to try to help ourselves offensive line-wise where Clowney lines up and where Miles lines up, and they're both tremendous players. I've been with Joe Woods before. We were all together in Tampa. We understand what he's trying to do on the scheme that he's trying to run on defense. They're really ball-hawking teams on the back end, trying to get the ball out with every tackle. And then up front they're a force to deal with and we're going to do the best we can to try to eliminate some of their rush and see if we can run the ball as well. Weather's always a question mark as we look at Cleveland but I just love the way Hunter Renthrow is running routes. Everybody's talking about those routes around the goal line and Derek and the chemistry with him. Do you think teams are keying on him more and it might open it up for Deshaun Jackson deep downfield? Oh we hope so. Certainly uh, Hunter's been a, a presence for us. He's been a little bit of a force. The ball's gone to him a bunch in the last few weeks and hopefully what we're trying to do formationally we can open up the players we need to get the football and get them down the field. And coming off the last game for Josh Jacobs, he's a leader, he's a captain on this team. What has that been like in his week of preparation? Because this could be his game, Coach. If he has a big game on the ground, picking up first downs, he could be the difference maker that the Raider Nation expects. Sure. When he plays well, usually we play well. And he's done a good job, not only in run game for us, but in pass protection. He's made some runs on his own to some degree. He's gotten himself in the end zone. We have to do a better job of holding the football all the way around and uh, expect him to be a force in the game. One last one. We take it one game at a time. But an opportunity to go 7-7 seven and seven and be ahead of Cleveland in the playoff race with a win here. I would assume that's part of the big motivation for this team to get right back into this playoff race. We think so. I think the guys are very aware of where we are in the race. And certainly a win does a lot for us to keep the race alive. Keep Thanks, us going. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate Thank it. You. All right, Rich Passaccia.
BuyAnyTiresPlus.com. If you want to get any of their great offers, just mention JT. Mention my name, AnyTiresPlus.com. For all your details with tires, you need tires. You have to get them. Be safe on the road, plus complimentary road hazard protection for 24 months with a purchase of any new complete set of tires at AnyTiresPlus.com. Don't know what else I can do. Ask him what he's doing to fire up the team. Saying it's a must win at the end of the interview. It's go time. Save the season. Hold the fort. Win the game and get to 7-7. and But the game has been postponed. Breaking news. Raiders postpone until Monday. 2 p.m. Pacific kickoff. One more hour to go heading into the weekend. 